I want to let you in on a little secret. Everything that I share with you on this podcast is something that I once struggled with myself or that I'm currently struggling with and I'm just talking with you about it as I figure it out. Before I started this podcast, I was worried that people would look at me and think, wow, she's got it all together. She's got all the tips and she's teaching us how to do it because she's figured it out. That's totally not accurate. And it gave me a lot of fear and imposter syndrome that I had to be the person who had it all figured out before I could ever teach somebody else what to do. God wants us to share our stories. It's when we share our stories that we're able to touch the lives of other people. He doesn't expect us to be perfect. He doesn't expect us to arrive to a certain point before we can start teaching other people what we're learning ourselves. So when you listen to this podcast, remember, she's just like me. I'm just like her. We can be just alike and get through this motherhood and this mess together. Hi, and welcome to the Habits and Home Show. I'm your host, Lisa Lazat, and I help busy moms bring order to their homes by downsizing and decluttering and ditching old habits in exchange for systems that bring peace and more enjoyment to their lives. We have too much stuff, not enough space or time, and lack the motivation to get our life together. We need simplified solutions to tame the chaos around us and be available, both mind and body, to experience all the joy that life has to offer. Are you ready, friend? Let's get started. You may think because I enjoy organizing, decluttering, and because I'm a professional organizer, that surely I watch shows like Marie Kondo and The Hoarders Show, but I actually don't, and I'll tell you why. Um, I remember a couple of years ago when The Hoarders Show first aired, I think Jared and I weren't even parents yet, and I remember watching that show and feeling so much anxiety, not because the homeowners had so much stuff but because I couldn't help them. I couldn't go to their house, put my hands on their items, and help coach them through decluttering and downsizing their items. I just felt stuck. I wanted to problem solve for them. So watching shows like that is not really enjoyable for me because I don't want to just be a watcher. I want to be a doer. So last year, I decided to finally read Marie Kondo's book, Spark Joy. And I actually listened to it on audiobook rather than reading it because like I said, I'm a doer. So I'm always doing something while I'm listening to an audiobook or a podcast or something inspirational. I'm always, I don't like to say multitasking, but I'm always filling my spirit and my mind with positive things while I'm putting those things into action or while I'm being productive in my house. So while I was listening to her book, she one of the things that she shared about was to have clear surfaces. 
And that really rang a bell with me because I had not put that into practice of keeping clear surfaces or cleaning off clear surfaces to where everything is off the counter or off the surface. When I cleaned my kitchen counter off, I would leave one or two things staged like, for instance, a cookbook, you know, propped up in the corner. That's usually the thing that people leave on their kitchen counters or some kind of plant on my kitchen counter or um, I used to have my olive oil sitting out beside my oven or my stove and then I had a canister of spatulas and spoons that I would go to if I ever needed to stir anything in the pot. So listening to her clear the clutter off the counter rule, clear the clear the counter completely rule, it really challenged me to think about the benefits of doing that and how keeping your counter completely cleared off can actually reduce the the visual clutter in your house, but also give you a clear workspace. So in her book, she talks about how your counter or your surfaces are your workspace and not your storage. It really changed my way of thinking that counters, especially kitchen counters and bathroom counters, they're not great for using for storage. It's great to use as a workspace. And it makes cleaning it, like when you're going to spray it down and wipe it off, it makes cleaning that space a whole lot easier when you're not having to shift all of your items around to clean around those items. After listening to her book and learning about this clear the counter rule, I started putting it into practice. And I started with just my sink, trying to keep a completely cleared sink. And especially at nighttime, not going to bed with anything in the sink. And that led into me taking it a step further and doing a completely cleared off kitchen counter. And then that led to me doing a completely cleared off bathroom counter. The simple act of deciding to not have a cluttered sink at night evolved into me clearing off all of the surfaces in my home. Even the floors I considered to be a surface, the closet floors, not putting shoes on the bottom of the floor and actually putting them on a shelf. My bed is considered a surface as well as chairs. Sometimes we found in the past that we would take our clothes and it ended up on our bed. And at the end of the night, if we didn't fold it, we ended up putting it either on the floor or on the chair that's in our bedroom. And now we have another chair in our bedroom. And if it collects laundry, then I'm going to have to remove it from my bedroom so I don't have that trap. But I wanted to share that with you so you can see the evolution of how adopting one single rule and creating this, creating one single habit and establishing a tiny habit can lead and evolve into better home management throughout your entire home. So don't be afraid to start with just one habit, changing one thing in your home. So that's why I wanted to share with you this number one rule that I follow in my home to keep my home clutter-free. 
I've taken this rule to have cleared off surfaces and I've reverse engineered it to provide steps for you to be able to establish this rule and this habit in your home. Step number one would be to define what surfaces are in your home. For me, it's all counters, it's all tables, including our nightstands and our coffee table, which we don't have a coffee table, but if we did, that would be considered a surface. It's our beds and it's all the floors in our home, including any floors that are, that are in the closet. Now, I know what you're thinking. How could I possibly not store anything on my closet floor? Just stick with me. I promise. I'm going to give you more detail, cover each of those areas, tell you how we do it and how you can achieve it too. In my definition, shelves aren't considered surfaces. So go ahead, take a breath of fresh air. I'm not going to encourage you to keep all your shelves cleared off. I see shelves more as storage spaces. Now, of course, you want your your shelves to look tidy and organized, but don't overwhelm yourself with too many rules. Just start with one and see where it leads you. Remember, I just started with my kitchen sink at nighttime. Now that you have clearly defined what surfaces are in your home, you can secretly start living by it. But if you decide to do it in secret because you're not, you don't want to be a rule pusher or what I like to call a clutter Nazi, I feel like it's going to give yourself a lot of opportunity to form bitterness towards the people that you live with, just speaking from personal experience. So the alternative is to share your goals with your family and bring them along this journey with you. And it's really good to define what surfaces are together. Just have like a little family meeting and tell them what your idea is, what you want to try out, and ask them if they have any input as to what they feel like surfaces are. You may discover that your kids have their own ideas and they may push you to go just a little bit further than what you are expecting to do. Step number two is to state how you're going to apply this rule. Now, I cannot live in a perfectly clean house at all times. We live in our house 24-7. I work from home. We're a homeschooling family. Surfaces don't stay clear all day long. That's because we're using them as our workspaces throughout the day. We use those surfaces to prep food, eat meals. We use them for our schoolwork and any business tasks that I'm working on. We use them for sitting and folding clothes and many more activities that we perform on a daily basis. So of course, the surfaces in our home won't be clear at all times, and they definitely won't be completely clear if someone happens to stop by our house during the day. Go ahead and relieve yourself from that pressure that it has to be perfect all day long. We're not expecting perfection here. We're just setting this rule into place so it can help us break down the clutter that's in our home. Because I know that the surfaces are meant to be used as workspaces, when our work is complete, then I feel like the surface should be cleared off and not left for me or someone else to do later. Ideally, each member in the home would be responsible for clearing their own clutter from the surfaces when they finish whatever they're doing. But that doesn't always happen. 
And I try not to make a big deal about it because I don't want to be what I said earlier, the clutter Nazi. Most of the time, my kids just need a little reminder to pick up after themselves and return whatever it is that they left out. Now, I know what you moms are thinking, and I think it too. I don't want to remind my kids all the time. I just want them to do it. Darling, your kids are not just going to do it because it's not natural behavior for them. I had to learn this and accept it. My kids are not going to see their clutter and they're not going to do it. They have to be trained to do this. It's not a habit for them to pick after, up after themselves. James Clear in his book, I love James Clear. If you have not read his book, Atomic Habits, I highly recommend this book. It is worth reading. He states that to change behavior and create habits, we have to make the habit obvious, we have to make the habit attractive, and we have to make the habit easy. This clear surfaces rule checks all of those boxes, and I'm going to explain why. Making this habit obvious. If you typically have cleared off surfaces and something is left out, on one of those surfaces, it is going to be pretty obvious that something is off or out of place. It's not going to just blend in with all of the other items that are usually kept on the counter. It's going to stand out. It's going to stick out like a sore thumb. It'll also be obvious who left it out because of who the item belongs to or who typically uses that item. For instance, I'm currently installing subway tile backsplash in our kitchen. And if the tile or any of the tools are left out on the counter, I know and everyone else knows who left it out. It's pretty obvious that it's out and it has the potential to create clutter as well as encourage everyone else in my home to just lay items up on the counter as well. I feel like it's a snowball effect. When there's one item on the counter or in the sink, everyone else, I feel like it signals to everyone else, oh, it's okay for me to lay something up on the counter because the counter isn't completely clear or completely clean. Making it attractive. Your family members may not share in your excitement when your home is clean and clutter-free. Some people will, and they'll be so thankful to have a peaceful home to live in. I have a friend whose son naturally thrives in a space that is organized and clutter-free, and he would be the one in his house tidying up. I think he did this when he was like seven, eight, and nine years old. He was the one who wanted the house to be clean and clutter-free. A tidy space was attractive to him, so it motivated him to keep it clean. I also remember a client that I organized for. We decluttered her bedroom, her bedroom closet, and her craft closet where her kids kept their crafts and their board games. It was a walk-in closet, and in her closet, before we organized it, there was things all over the floor. You could not even walk in the closet. But after we finished, I called all of her children in to do this big reveal. We were all standing in her hallway, really cramped, and it was so cute. And 
I counted down and I opened up the closet and her kids were ecstatic to have a clean and clutter-free space. But one of her children, particularly her son, he was so excited to have a tidy and, and clear space that he hugged me and he wouldn't let go. He kept hugging me. It truly melted my heart how much decluttering and organizing just that one closet for his family gave that little boy so much joy. I could sense the peace all over him. So having clear and tidy spaces, starting with just clearing off our surfaces, can be very attractive. And when clear and tidy spaces are attractive to us, we're likely to do the habits that help us achieve it more often. Making it easy. Now, since we've already defined what surfaces are and we've given everything a home and that home is not on one of those surfaces, it's really easy to see the clutter that needs to be put away. Returning out-of-place items is easier when there isn't supposed to be anything left on the surface. It's easier because we can see exactly what needs to be put away. It's easier because there is an end in sight. I've decluttered for clients that like to store pantry supplies on their kitchen counters. Things like coffee supplies and tea supplies, their supplements and their medicines, and things like sugar and flour jars. It's hard to see the end to your tidying up when the items blend in with the things that are already being stored on the counter. Here's something I do in my own home that helps me see exactly what needs to be put away and it gives me a finish line to my cleaning because I feel like I could just go on and on and on and never finish tidying up. When I tidy up my bedroom, I make first of all, I make sure my bed starts off completely cleared off. I will pile everything that is out of place on top of my bed. Because I know my bed is a surface and it needs to be cleared off for me to go to bed at night. I know exactly, by doing this, I know exactly how much there is that needs to be done. And it creates that end, that finish line for my cleaning. It's also easier for me to stay focused. For a mama that is easily distracted and borderline self-diagnosed ADHD, I'm always looking for simple ways to help me stay focused. You would be surprised at some of the things I do. I will actually carry a post-it note, stack of post-it notes, and I will write down three things that I need to get accomplished before I go on to the next room. I'm like, okay, what three things do I need to do in this room? And then I'll check those off and then I'll write three more things. It helps guide me throughout my day because I feel like, you know, the dog on up squirrel. (laughs) See, I just had a squirrel moment now. But piling up all of my clutter on one surface really helps me to see exactly what needs to be tackled. There is an end in sight. But starting with a cleared off counter and knowing that the goal is to get it completely clear I know exactly what I need to do, and it doesn't just blend in. So you can see how easy it is to declutter when you just follow this simple rule that you're trying to get a baseline 
of having a cleared off surface. Okay, so now you see how establishing this cleared off surface habit is going to be a lot easier when you know that it's going to be obvious, it's going to be attractive, and it's going to be easy to do. So it's going to be a lot easier for your family to get on board because they know where the finish line is. And when you send your kids to the kitchen and you say, go clear off the counters, they know exactly what needs to be cleared off because there's nothing else fighting for that space. The baseline is completely cleared off. Step number three is to decide when your surfaces will be clear. You may want to make sure all your surfaces are cleared immediately after a task is complete. This would be ideal, and I'm sure I could probably accomplish this if it was my only job and I had no one else living in my home with me. (laughs) Don't you feel like you could keep a tidy house if no one lived in your house? But like I said earlier, my family and I, we live in our home all day long. And the surfaces in my house aren't completely clear at all times. That's just not possible. Simply for the fact that we use our surfaces. So instead of fretting over every little thing on all of the surfaces at all times, I do what I call a nighttime reset. I take time before bed to reset our home and clear all the surfaces. I personally... I personally like starting each day with a clean slate, and I don't want to live in yesterday's leftovers. Do you feel that way sometimes? What I always keep in mind to help motivate me to keep up this nightly routine is that I'm doing this for my future self. I'm doing this for a better tomorrow. Keep telling yourself that, and you will stop procrastinating this task that needs to be done every day. And if you want more tips on how to overcome your habit of procrastination, you definitely need to check out episode one where I talk about how I overcome procrastination on a daily basis. I haven't arrived, but these are steps that I try to put in place to help me get more things done. Now, during our nighttime resets, sometimes I'll have the kids walk through each room and pick up whatever belongs to them. For my kids, it's usually the living room couch where they need to reset the pillows. Um, They need to return library books to the basket that holds the library books. And they need to put up any remote controls or electronics. I probably described your couch to a T as well. And they're pretty They're pretty good with everything else in the house because the couch is usually their domain where they like to hang out. They like to watch TV. They like to get on their electronics sometimes. And they like to cuddle and read books. That's usually the place that the kids need to tidy up. Now, if your kids whine and complain and they don't want to pitch in for this nightly reset, just let them know that whatever is theirs that is left out you know that they don't want it anymore and that you they're telling you to just give it away or throw it away, put it in the trash. I have found that this usually gets my kids to pay extra attention to what they're choosing to leave out. My kids will return to rooms and walk through rooms 
just to make sure that they're not leaving anything out that is valuable to them. I say stick to your guns on this one and your kids will quickly learn to be more aware of their surroundings. Let's just be honest. Kids usually whine when they're asked to do something that is against their nature. Kids are usually messy. You will get some kids that are naturally clean, but for the most part, kids typically don't pick up after themselves. And when you ask them to do something or pick up after themselves or pick after something that they didn't leave out themselves, but somebody else left out, they are going to whine and complain about it. So I want you to go into this new habit training expecting that you're going to get some backlash or get some whining from them. And I want you to go ahead and have your mind made up that this is what is best for the entire family, regardless if your kids whine or not. If you're consistent with this nightly routine, they're going to catch on and eventually they're never going to remember not doing this nighttime reset. I don't want you to think that you have to be perfect in this rule. This is just a baseline. It's meant to encourage you and something for you to strive towards. In no way do I try to be perfect on a daily basis. I can think right now on my laundry counter, the counter that is above my washer and dryer. We actually have a washer and dryer in our kitchen squirrel moment again. Anyway, on top of my washer and dryer at this very moment, I have laundry that is sitting there that I pulled out yesterday that I didn't complete. But I know what I need to do. My baseline is to have it completely clear. So I know the tasks that I need to do. I don't want this rule to frustrate you or overwhelm you or cause any bitterness for you to have towards your family members. Just think of it as a goal. Think of it as a way of resetting your day or resetting your room when you decide to leave the room. Um, Marie Montessori has a philosophy to reset the space or to teach children to reset the space and their playthings after every time they are done playing. This is such a good habit to instill in our kids as well as for us to adopt. This is so good for me to be the parent to myself, to establish these rules that help guide me and guide my home maintenance. Let's go back over what those three steps are for establishing this clear the surfaces rule in your home. Step number one, first define what surfaces are for your family. Step number two, state how you're going to apply this rule. Step number three, Decide when surfaces are going to be completely cleared off. And the reason why this is such a great rule to help create tidy habits is because it's obvious, it's attractive, and it's also easy. Okay, friends, if you decide that this is something that you want to try doing in your home and with your family, I want to hear about it. Take a screenshot of this episode and put it up in your stories and social media and say, Lisa, day one, I'm starting today and I want to hold you accountable. That's one of the things that I do in my one-on-one coaching and my group coaching is that I hold people accountable to the goals that they have set for themselves in their home management and their motherhood and in their marriage. Also, make sure you tune in tomorrow for my No Fluff Friday. It is going to go perfectly with today's episode. 
All right, I'll see you tomorrow right here at the Habits at Home Show. Hey friend, are you ready to dive in, start decluttering, and become more productive in life and in business? Well, I have the solution for you. Head on over to habitsandhome.com slash freebies to grab my three-step guide for downsizing and decluttering any room in your home. This is the tried and true method I use with every client in my professional organizing business, and I know it will help you too. Also, I'd love to connect with you. You can find me hanging out with my family and renovating our farmhouse over on Instagram or Facebook. Until next time, I'm Lisa at the Habits and Home Show.